listening to the Couples Guide podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Talia. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists. And today, like every day, (laughs) we're debunking myths and delivering truth about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Trust us. It's awesome. Episode 112. It's wild. Yeah. I am going to cut it out. Good. Full house reference. Full house <laughs> reference. Such a good show. <laughs> How's it cut it out? Cut it. Yes. I'm doing the actual <laughs> hand signals for those of you old enough to know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> or that show. Oh, Uncle Joey. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to cut it out. Good. I need help. How do I do it? I don't know what to do. What's we happening? Probably, we should probably let the listeners in on what you're cutting out. I was trying to think of something not super mean to say to you, but then I got really mean in my head and I got frozen. Oh, nice. like, wow. <laughs> got pers- well, I, I honestly, I don't know. Maybe I should ask my partner this. I'm not a very critical human. I don't think, no, you I aren't. Really don't think that way. No. And so then it, when I had to like switch that flip, flip, flip that, that switch, switch, I did that all the time. Um, Your brain is I, like, it went to like, it went to mean. I went, oh, wow. Nice. I, I, only extremes. Yeah. And I did not like that. I, I love you too much, Talia. Uh, we're cutting <laughs> like, out I'll criticism. Keep yes, cutting, cutting out criticism. And see, I just naturally do it. Mm, easy mm-hmm. peasy. Mm-hmm. Do you, you, um, have you always been that way? A non-critical person? Verbally, so, like, critical. I mean, I don't think I've ever, uh, honestly, like, I don't think I've ever been someone who lashes in that kind of way. But I definitely come from a family of perfectionists. So we always look at what could be better. So it's the more subtle criticism I definitely have been of looking at the negative and saying, hey, let's do this better. Not Mm -hmm. the really harsh shame blame language, like pointing fingers, but definitely adding criticism uh, that can be like, I'm only going to focus on where you can be better and only complain about what I'm struggling with as opposed to acknowledging the benefits. Or giving like constructive criticism. Exactly. Got it. Okay. And I, that's a great question. And I use that answer opportunity to say like there are different types of criticism True. that can show up in relationships i don't think we're going to dive into that too much no but um, for the purposes of today's topic it's more the destructive criticism that's worded maybe unkindly that we're suggesting people cut out rather um, than like the the antidote to that is often shifting into more constructive criticism and how we can word it to help better the relationship or what are the positive benefits rather than like you're saying earlier, like Mm -hmm. in Gottman language, it's like criticism is an insult and attack on the character of a person. And then contempt is adding that you would never do that. Like one upping of like, you're so lazy. You leave your socks on the floor. Like I would never do that. So that's criticism plus contempt. Just the criticism is you're so lazy because you leave your socks on the floor. Yeah. And there's a big difference of like, leaning into criticism and pointing out the flaws of your partner or the things you don't like about your partner versus sharing maybe similar feedback about like, Hey, this isn't working for me, but also offering a solution. Yes. Um, That's one of the things. uh, Well, uh, I'll go into it right now. That's one of the tips and tricks for cutting out criticism is that oftentimes you do need to share like, Hey, this thing that's happening, the socks on the floor is difficult for me. But if you just leave it at that saying, hey, you're leaving socks on the floor, I don't like it, the entire message is negative. Right. If you pair that with, 
you're leaving slocks on the you're leaving socks on the floor. I don't like it. And I could really use X, Y, or Z to yeah. help me with it. Um, then you're offering a solution. It's kind of like yeah. don't complain if you're not coming up with a better solution. I like that motto. Yeah, don't complain unless you can come up with a better solution or yeah. like an or or a solution rather than just more sure. criticism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, th- this isn't the be all end all tip and trick. This is just one no. element to it. I think there's <clears throat> even better ways to get rid of the critical piece. But one first thing is if you're going to be sharing with your partner something that is difficult for you, or if you're in the habit of constantly noticing all the things your partner does or doesn't do that grates you, also be checking with yourself, okay, there's the, that's the thing that clues me into, I need something different. Yeah. I feel shitty and frustrated about this, so I need something different. So take the extra step to go, okay, what's the solution to this? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I when think you, a lot of people naturally yeah. go there, but it's an important place to at least as a starting place say, hey, that's one thing to do. And if you notice you're falling into you forgot to do that because you've maybe made requests in the past and it's not right. happening. Um, just remember, it's still important, especially if you're coming from a place where you're taking responsibility for wanting to cut your criticism, mm-hmm. um, which is where we're coming from. It's for yeah. the person who criticizes to take responsibility to shift their communication. Remember, it's so important to still if you're going to bring up a problem, make sure you're also pairing it with a solution. So it's not just uh, the world fucking sucks. And then your partner's left with like, ouch. Right. I'm the worst person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think from what you're saying too, it's, um, it's this, let me adjust. Hold on. Uh My leg is going numb and I can't think. Okay. We're back. Oh, Shamu has landed. Good job, Blake. (laughs) Um, when you're thinking of bringing up something to your partner, I always recommend to my couples and individuals is, can you lead with what part might be yours? Not oh. saying that every time something happens, you have a part in it. Can you lead with accountability? Uh-huh. Because I think leading with accountability instead of criticism leads to more vulnerability rather than volatility. Uh-huh. Kind of working that out in lifetime. Yeah. So if you're wanting less criticism and you're holding yourself to cut it out how you can help yourself is leading with okay is there any part of this that's mine and what am i really complaining about what is truly the criticism that i'm trying to get at is it solvable or not Uh is this just how my partner is like we've talked about before is this like a gridlocked issue is this a trait that they have that i've known the whole time i've been with them like is there any flexibility for a solution or is this something that I might have to learn to live with and just silently be like, gosh, I wish that whatever it might be, the socks thing. Gosh, I wish that were different. But if that's really my only complaint or it happens very rarely, then it's also part of me cutting the criticism might be just not bringing it up. If I do bring it up, I should come with a solution. But part of the solution might also be like accepting that might be how your partner is as a person for some specific things not for everything but if that's just how they are or they've explained to you like look maybe they have adhd or whatever else they're like i'm trying my best but i just will forget this thing sometimes it's not always personal yes i think that helps cut the criticism too is not assuming that it's a personal attack when your partner chooses to do something that you end up maybe wanting to criticize Or, and taking it a step further, or if you're feeling like it's a personal tag, that's what yeah. we talk about so much, like a tuning into ourselves. I'm like, well, how come that assumption's there? And then my 
common go-to as people who listen to the podcast strictly know is like if you're feeling that way then there's some sort of relational disconnect happening of oh my partner doesn't care about me so that's that's hurtful or my partner um isn't um appreciating me or or you know in some way prioritizing yeah. me so that's yeah. hurtful or scary so you know those are those little clues that with a little emotional attunement understanding mm-hmm. you can go oh that's really what's going on let's talk about yeah. that yes. that's like high level stuff though admittedly still yeah. want listeners to do that but yeah. that's high level stuff i think like um Another important thing when you want to cut out the criticism, I think that's been around for decades in the couples therapy world, still very useful as a basic communication technique, is something you said about lead with your experience. And that's Mm -hmm. where the thing that people I think kind of know now, but I think we still need to mention this episode is I feel statements. Um, I statements as a starting place. So what do you mean like I, I feel like you're an asshole? I feel like you're an asshole. That's my favorite. Um, I'm like, that is so not the exercise, yeah. but I yeah. love the ingenuity. <laughs> uh, you're working, you're working it. Um, you did start with I feel. I will give yeah. you that. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, like when when one or both partners are highly critical <laughs> in a relationship, I do give a very specific script to get them on rails to start. Yeah. It's definitely not the end game, but it's a good place to start getting to this. If you realize you really struggle, you don't even know how to like go about sharing yeah. something that you want to talk about without it being a you blank, 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 blank. And right. the script is really in a sense simple, but can be very difficult to do when you're not used to it. And True. I always say, go with this. I feel blank when I blank. Mm-hmm. There's two I statements in there. You're sharing your your personal experience. I'm feeling this when I am something. Because mm-hmm. even in that, that, that's a baby step. Because even in that, mm-hmm. it's really common for someone to say, hey, I feel when you angry blah, blah, blah. when you're XYZ. Yeah. When you're an asshole. <laughs> when you're an asshole. <laughs> but e- when you shift it even to I feel angry when I notice yeah, you're yeah. being an asshole <laughs> that's already a baby step again not where i want True. you to end up and it's, no, but it's a, better than a, just you're an asshole yeah exactly but you'll see yeah. there's these little different things that we're practicing to get that to start thinking differently and start getting good at going okay well first of all i'm sharing how i'm feeling so i'm no longer starting off with a finger point or a jab and when you start getting used to language like when i notice or experience or perceive you're owning that like that's how you're experiencing someone's it's your interpretation yes and there's some room for your partner to have a different experience Mm -hmm. so it allows your partner to not necessarily feel as criticized right now again i do want to preface for those people who are kind of used to this basic level I don't think that's the end goal. And I want to go into some more advanced ways of communicating that it's not as simple as this, like I feel blank when I blank, mm-hmm. but that's a really nice starting place for couples to get used to sharing so that you're taking some of the heat off of the, you're an yeah. asshole, you're an asshole, you're an asshole. Yeah. I will also recommend starting with like checking in on timing mm-hmm. regard. You could have the best script ever, <laughs> like ha- no. therapist hand stamp delivered. Yes. And if you ask at the wrong time or you bring this up at the wrong time, they just got home from work. You're about to race to that. Like mentally one or both of you are not in it. It doesn't matter what your script is. It's not going to land. And then you're going to internalize most likely. Oh, well I tried the therapy thing and it didn't work. So I'll just go back to being 
critical. No. Did you ask at an optimal time for your partner to hear it and use the script? And I have a similar script. I think I can think of it off the top of my head. Actually, no, I have it written down. I don't want to butcher it because I want to make sure people when I have it in my notes. What? As you look into that, yes. Um, on on this idea that we're talking about, timing and sharing your experience. Like if we're just summarizing yes. these two yeah. concepts together, choose your timing about when to introduce something, and then, oftentimes, like people who are speaking from a critical standpoint, they're really describing all of their partner's yeah. stuff that they're perceiving, whether it's a behavior, a lack of behavior, um, attitude, their way of talking, whatever. The mm -hmm. biggest thing I think is that you can shift away from, you know, labeling or describing what your partner right. is doing or doing. Just <clears throat> talk about your experience. That's where those I statements come in handy. But I just want that big concept idea of choose the time well and talk about yourself. Yes. Talk about these or yeah this is what is happening for me i'm feeling this way i'm i get stressed this is something that i'm struggling with when mm -hmm. i'm noticing all of this stuff in the house yeah it's all of that type of focusing in on your experience so that you're just sharing the experience with your partner yeah not putting a burden on your partner about the things they do because that's where criticism comes from yeah I did find the script. Yeah, what's yeah. the script? So I, I word it as, it's kind of similar to yours. I start with the experience first, then the feeling. Mm -hmm. When I experienced fill-in-the-blank behavior, because it most of the time is about the behavior. Mm -hmm. When I experienced not getting a text message back, it, like we talked about off air, it's the principle of something sometimes that we're having such a strong reaction to, mixed with the fact that our partner... <laughs> is triggering the shit out of us and should not should not in quotes be activating our principles in the negative way like it, we want them to be aligned where it's like you get it on principle versus like you don't understand why this is so upsetting on principle so it's when i experienced whatever the actual explicit behavior is not the person doing it and why i say to word this first is because it helps you catch yourself is this something that is upsetting to me across the board and or is this upsetting primarily because this behavior is coming out of my partner? And knowing that difference can help with the criticism piece. And then do you want to add before really I... Key. Well, I want to add why I love this about your example. When I experienced not getting a text back. Yeah. You, you mentioned how you're focusing on the behavior. What's yeah. really important and subtle is you are... In this example, you're separating the behavior from the partner. Yes. Because how easy is it for most of us to when say, you didn't when, text I, me back. when I experienced you not texting me back. Yeah. Still using you. Yeah. Still using you yeah. puts it onto when I experienced you doing a bad thing. Yes. No, 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 no. We're not. A, that's not what you're, it's you're not about you. talking about. It's the behavior. You're talking about when I yeah. experienced the behavior, when I yeah. experienced not getting a text back. Mm -hmm. Now, sensitive humans... Well, still, partners who are used to feeling criticized or are very sensitive to any type of criticism will still take on some criticism in that moment. Mm -hmm. But again, mm -hmm. we're taking heat off of it. And mm -hmm. it's actually a place for the partner to start growing and understanding and giving the opportunity to hear that, like, yeah, there's going to be things that we do that our partner struggles with. Mm -hmm. But 
if you're the one trying to reduce criticism, this is a place where you can set your partner up for success to yes. hear better and you're owning yes. your part in it. Yes. And, and this is really key. And that's why I want to just jump in on just yeah. that first part of the script. Yeah. By just leaving the behavior without tying it directly with the words you or the name yep. of your partner. Yep. Yeah. It really says like, it's this behavior I'm yes. struggling with. Yeah. Underneath it's your partner doing the behavior, but that's, as you're saying, just reiterating, yeah. you're not condemning everything about your partner. No, it's the behavior that I am irritated by. That is difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Love that. And, and most likely would be with anyone, mm -hmm. especially with a partner, because there's more buy-in. And if you have, you know, kids or responsibilities or what have you, like there's more weight to it. Mm -hmm. Chances are, though, you can catch yourself on your core values and your principles, too, when you word it that way. Yes. Because I would similarly... It, Maybe not exactly the same way, but similarly, I would be irritated if I'm like waiting to hear back from a client on a swap or waiting to hear back from insurance on a health club, whatever it is. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. I I would have a similar irritation when I didn't get a message back. So it's like it, it, own, it takes the ownership for on me. Then sharing what you feel. I felt the actual motion word. Not I felt like I, I, I struggle because I use metaphors and analogies constantly. So it's different if you're saying i felt like that time when i was a little kid blah 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 you can give context to the feeling but you're still taking ownership not like we joked earlier like i feel like you're an asshole it's like i felt like that one time when i was on the playground and nobody picked me to play handball like you could give the emotion with kind of a story to it to paint the picture for your partner it also helps you to be like where else have i felt this and when else have i felt this before because there may be a pattern to it and it may be triggered by this behavior all the more reason to bring it up to your partner if they're doing it consistently. So I give that nuance because it really is, it's so much deeper than just the emotion word. I want to know, does your, is your body keeping the score in that moment? What is coming up for you? What are you feeling? When have you felt it before? And what ages have you felt it at before? And I love that you're giving these options. So for people who aren't used to sharing that type yeah. of emotional language, I want to point that Talia, you are going, you can go into individual context yeah. from your individual yeah. past not relational past uh, with their current partner because again that gets into criticism yeah. area you're sharing you can actually just go try to summarize what your emotional word is i felt alone mm -hmm. i felt uncared mm -hmm. i felt scared whatever it is you're going into you mentioned uh, is it in your body going into body sensations mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i felt my heart racing, I felt this pain in my head, which some people can have in these moments, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Um, actually, I'm going to stop there. There's other things you can do in that yeah. I feel, but if you're not used to talking this way, it's this gives you real. a little optional, uh, yeah. multiple choice things of like, yes. okay, so how do I try to communicate? Again, if I'm trying not to, I'm trying to cut out the criticism, not just focus on my partner's experience. I can start by this first thing about identifying the behavior and then I feel and really staying in your experience because my last point to this is it's so easy to go well I felt like you didn't care about me oh mm -hmm. there we go we're right mm -hmm. back into a not a true like in the truest sense of the word feeling we that's a thought that we tend to communicate in jargon as feeling mm -hmm. but you if you're saying I felt like you didn't care about me. It's actually, well, no, that's you th making a meaning making. You're mm -hmm, making mm -hmm. an appraisal. Like, I think you don't yes. care about me. Yes. It's not yeah. a feeling. 
So it really is about a feeling yes. thing. And there's a pitfall there of using I feel into making a new thought statement or using I feel and then labeling your partner again. And we're trying to completely exactly. use this tool to get away from it, which is why the things you identified, I think yeah. me breaking down into this multiple mm -hmm. choice option is a really yeah. good way for people who are looking to try a new technique. Yeah, because you could say I felt uncared for and that's uh -huh. still not accusing your partner of intentionally not caring for you. Yes, it's sharing exactly. that it, we've talked about this before intent versus impact. Mm -hmm. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm feeling, and then I'm sharing the impact and then I add and the, the, what my brain told me, mm -hmm. the story I made up, what happened next? Like you're giving your partner a little segue and what happened in my head was then you can share. Mm -hmm. This was just like that time that I was uncared for that you didn't love me. And this is where I make the exception of like you, you could use the word you mm -hmm. because you're framing it as this is where my brain took me. My brain took me to this scary place that our relationship was going to be over, that my fears were going to come true. Like you're, you're painting for your partner, how your interpretation of the experience, the emotion led you to these deeper fears, unmet needs, what have you. Okay. And then after you explain that, then you can share, I would appreciate, I want, I need, it would make me feel closer to you. Uh, our sex life would improve, whatever the benefit is, the win is of it. It's uh, if, and then fill in the blank of like a positive alternative to your point solution. Like I would feel closer to you, which would benefit us by having less argument. Like uh -huh. sometimes people explain it like, oh, I'd feel closer. It's like, okay, well, what does that do for me? Like I already feel close to you. Why would I need to do that? If it's only you benefiting, how would it benefit the relationship? And what is that operationally defined as? And then give them the solution. I would feel closer to you if when plans change, I am given a message to be updated. Like if, if I'm sent a text message to be updated that the plans are changing, if we're using that first text message example. Uh -huh. So all put together, when I experienced not receiving a text back, I felt left out and uncared for. And the story I made up in my head was that this is not important to you or that our relationship isn't a priority. I take ownership of that. And that's what I thought. I would appreciate it if next time the plans change, I can be updated as soon as possible with a text is much different than like, you fucking asshole. I can't believe you blah, 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 nah, nah, like nagging, yes. you point, finger pointing. Like you're not going to get very far with that behavior. Trust me. That was previous me. <laughs> I was a very mean person. I would be like criticism attack because we learned how to not do all of this. We know what to, we know what to not do. Oh. It doesn't mean at times like your brain went mean in the beginning. We can easily weaponize the skills that we have for good, for evil. We just don't. <laughs> Oh, I definitely weaponize them for evil. <laughs> um, to your uh, to that third piece you're adding, yeah. that was also a callback to something earlier about like, hey, what's the solution or what's the positive impact? These kind of things. Uh, the piece I the way I think about that is a similar thing but different flavor of look for what's the positive longing in what you're. Thinking. Oh yeah, that's a good point. It's similar to the whole like you're trying to crouch a negative with a positive. Yeah. But if you're struggling, like, well, how do I communicate? I don't like this thing my partner's doing and they can hear it. And you want to cut mm -hmm. the criticism. If you are also sharing, like, and you take a moment to think, well, how come this matters to me in my relationship? What's the positive piece yeah. to this? What yeah. am I longing for that's positive? And as a starting point, you guys go back in some way, you want something deeper with your relationship. Mm -hmm. And you might be going like, 
no, I really do just want the socks off the floor. Like, okay, I get that. But no, it's just not that deep. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're listening to this podcast, you're starting to get that, like, all of these things got back to how do we feel in connection and safety together? So even if it is yeah. just a test, quote unquote, just a text message or quote unquote, just socks on the floor, you can still pair it with like, because I really long to feel this connection with you. I really long to feel special with you. And mm-hmm. this moment sucked for me. I wasn't feeling that. And I really just long for that. Mm-hmm. So if you try to like get into the habit of actually, well, what's the positive longing I have here? It, it's it's hard to start with, but eventually you get so good at it. You're like, oh, I'm so it's so clear to me. And it's so easy for me to tell my partner and say, hey, this is what I'm longing for. It's very positive. It's about, I want to be closer with you. I want to feel great with you. I want to support you. And I, I love feeling supported by you. Mm-hmm. I want all of that great relationship. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a different it's, flavor it's of the positive piece you're saying. Rather yeah. than what usually happens when our brain goes critical, which yeah. our brains are structured we are more susceptible to criticism as women. There's like no filter. Mm-hmm. Men have like, from what testosterone shows, like four different layers. Mm-hmm. So if you are criticized, usually you like consider the source. Is there any truth to what the person is saying? Like whether whether or not it's true from the source, if you're like, I don't know this person, even if it is true, I don't owe them anything. So it's like you consider the source. You see if there's anything that's true about it. If there is something true, could you change it? And if so, what would it cost you? Time, energy, money, what have you. Like, so you go, th- men go through that like do, 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 do feeling or women who've gone through menopause, more again, more testosterone drive. You go through it like that. Whereas women predominantly, it's like criticism lands and we're like, I will immediately fix it to not be in the out group. How can I be better at this? I, yeah. I remember that one time I got criticized for this when I was 12 and I'll never do it again. It lands differently. So we often relate to you trying to criticize you into being a better, different what have you person and that's not always the same motivator Uh it's never nice to criticize but it sometimes lands differently if we're hardwired to be hypersensitive to criticism why would i not then think to use that as a tool because it honed me (laughs) if that's the the tool that sharpened whatever skill i have why would i not think it would do the same for you but you might not see the world the same way i do even if you did, I don't want to be critical. I don't want to have to be critical and mean to have you change something. I'd much rather explain the benefit of the change and see if you play ball with it. And this is where a lot of people, and then we can kind of dive into this more in the next episode too, but this is where a lot of people are like, but what if I tell them this thing and then they don't make the change? That's a thing, you, that's a kind of a risk you have to run that as nicely as you can word it or as... A relationship is not meant to last if you only word things meanly and critically and that's what gets the person to change. They're not changing because they want to. They're changing because they probably are trying to avoid (laughs) you being mean to them versus if you're nice and they feel motivated to change, then you have a leg to stand on to be like, oh, they made these changes for the better because they saw the benefit, not because they only wanted to avoid losing. Yeah. Well, and this is where it goes, I think we need to a a more advanced part of cutting criticism. Yeah. You're talking about how criticism and similarly often related anger yeah is a really effective tool to get an a short-term immediate response yes yes and and in many ways that's why we go into criticism mode is because we're just thinking in the short term i don't like this all i need to do is point out don't do this i hate this change it yeah and for simple stuff and in very solid relationships the occasional criticism it works that easily it's like oh yeah, 
okay, I have to get the the, the socks off the floor because my partner's pissed off. I'm going to do mm-hmm. that and be done. However, when we're talking about criticism systemically in a relationship and need to change, it has to be slower paced because the criticism and oftentimes the anger that has a, sh- a quick short-term immediate response as we talk about in other episodes is detrimental for the long-term stability and yeah. it has huge consequences long-term. Yes. So what you're describing yes. is another thing that I wanted to touch on anyway about if you're the partner wanting to cut out the criticism and that's who we're talking to in this episode, then you, with all of these specific communication skills, we're talking about different ways to communicate like practicing long. You also need to give your partner the opportunity to change. They need to be able to practice responding to you differently. And that means you have to be patient. Yes. That's where I'm tying this all together, where the criticism, the way you've communicated previously was to get a quick something. And maybe for some relationships, you kind of got it, but it it's sour relationship or in other ways, you still never got it. It's not right. working anyway. Right, right. But no matter what, if you've been in criticism mode, you have not practiced or at least maybe only in the past, you burnt out and now you're in criticism mode, but you haven't practiced recently the slow pace mm-hmm. of what cutting criticism requires. Yep. The so slow true. pace of change, because I'm trying to like wrap this point up. Like if you're coming out with criticism, you're coming up from a higher standpoint from your partner saying, I don't like this about you. You need to change it now. These techniques are about turning to your partner in a vulnerable, like you said earlier, less than powerful stance saying, Hey, this is difficult for me. This is hard. Here's what I'm longing for gift to my partner. Can you support me with this? Can Mm -hmm. you help me? Mm -hmm. The message of I'm demanding you to change versus I'm struggling. Can you help me? Is so So emotionally different and takes such a different pace. You got to slow down. And especially when you're doing it new, your partner is learning like, oh my gosh, they're really working hard to not just demand something. They're looking to offer me this ask of help. Your partner needs to get practice at yeah. hearing that too. So I threw a lot out there, but um, no, it helps. It helps to know how to be less, how to be less critical. How to have your threshold for when you're sensing criticism be more finely tuned. And if you're the part, if, yeah, if you're the partner who's trying to cut the criticism, you have tips. And if you're the partner who is supporting the partner cutting the criticism, listen for what's different. Even if it's a baby step that's in a better direction, mm-hmm. throw on the bone. It's yep. better to be praised for the little thing. And even if you're like, oh, 95% of that was still critical, but at least 5% was different, you will get 90% different next time. Then 85, yep. like exactly. the, whatever direction you're trying to go in, you'll get more or less of you know what you're wanting. You'll get less criticism when yes. you highlight, hey, you're doing something new. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. hey, I see that you did this, this, and this. We'll still work on It's like the sandwich method in HR. Yeah. These, these, wonderful. This, not so great. Yeah. And then we're going to be, this is good. <laughs> And I think at the end. And that will be my last tip and trick is when a, either one partner or the both partners are working on supporting a partner yeah. reducing criticism. It goes back to um, name it to tame it, label it out loud. Yeah. So if you're yeah. practicing trying to do that, you can label, all right, I'm trying to be more patient. I'm trying to slow myself down and avoid criticism before you even say anything. Yeah. That's a cue to your partner that like, hey, I'm trying that new stuff. I want to be better at, I'm trying to change. And then also if your partner, if you're the partner like who's experiencing the criticism and you can see it, like you said, 
and you can focus in on that 10%, you can label, I really hear you working hard to cut that criticism like we talked about, especially when you led with that I feel statement. I really appreciate that. I noticed Mm -hmm. that you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Naming it to tame it so that it's not just like one or both of you are like, well, we tried this stuff. It didn't work. We're frustrated. You're bringing explicit awareness to the new techniques, the effort behind it, even if it's not a home run. And big communication patterns, especially when it's two people in relationship, it takes time for the shift to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not like because you listen to this podcast and you wrote down all your notes that this is going to be the thing and you put it on the fridge that now both of you are going to magically stop criticizing one another. No, it takes effort and it takes if you grew up, especially in a critical family, whether critical of others, critical of the members, critical of self, it will take a while to unlearn it. And so give your, yourself and your partner grace. Yeah. Well, that goes to the, about what you asked me about m- me and my upbringing mm-hmm. anyway at the beginning where I point out like, it takes time to shift our brains to focus on something different. So true. I grew up shifting on what could be better, i.e. Yeah. with a critical eye. Yes. Practicing these techniques and slowing down allowed me to shift into, it's so much easier for me to see the positive now that it's, it's actually difficult for me to lean into some of the criticism. Yeah. But that takes a brain shift and that takes time. So just yes. reiterating. So cool. Yes. All right. We'll wrap it up there. That's already so many great things for cutting the criticism. Um, if you have any questions for us, feedback, or you want us to address a specific relationship yes. concern on the podcast, shoot us an email, Ryan and Talia at the couples guide podcast.com. And we will feature it on a future episode. If it works. If there we like it. it. We're down. (laughs) There's plenty to get. They're like, no, thank you. Or they're a little too specific and it wouldn't be ethical to get into. That would just be a free therapy session. So no. (laughs) Well, that would just be a big breach of confidentiality and we couldn't actually do good therapy. Um, But then other ones are really good. We have a lot of good listener questions on previous episodes where it's like, oh, that's that's general enough that we can address that um, ethically on the podcast. Yes, I agree. And we will see you for next week's or next time's episode, which is dreams and Hopes, hopes and, fears. and fears. Hopes and fears. My own topic that I came up with. That <laughs> I like, what are we calling it? I'm like, hopes and fears. There it is. We will awesome. see you next time for hopes and fears. Take good care, everyone.